is Travel Tuesday. And today, we are going to Mexico. Here is my 14 days itinerary around the Caribbean coast. So first of all, first tip, it will be to fly into Mexico City. I will suggest, well, I will suggest to actually stay for a couple of days. A little tip to start, if you have air miles with British Airways, there's always space like in business or pre-run economy, like 90% of the time for Mexico City, especially during holiday season. Not sure why. There's always space. So now you know why I always almost go there for New Year celebrations because it's the best way to find a seat. I will actually release a bonus episode of the best restaurant and food market in Mexico City. But if you have 48 hours, you should do the following. Depending on when you land, but if you have the afternoon or evening free, go to Contramar for dinner. It ends down a must-go destination. Great seafood. Go for the tuna tostada. Also, what I love about Mexico City is that the airport is only 30 minutes from the city center. There is actually no excuse. It's truly like 30 minutes as well, even with traffic. And it's pretty safe to book a taxi in the airport terminal and away you go. I will stay in Colonia Roma or La Condesa. These are kind of the hip, coolest area in Mexico City. One hotel I recommend, firstly, because it's great. And secondly, because it belongs to a friend of mine. It is called La Valise. Best concierge service is like staying at your best friend's apartment, giving you tips on the best things to do around town. And they also book things for you because they have inside, um, they have contacts. So if there's a place that is hard to get in, just ask the concierge, it will get you in. If you want a list of other boutique hotels that I've tried, it will be on my website or you can send me an email. Always happy to respond. There's also another area called Polanco, but this is tailored to the business travelers. And I didn't feel like much escapism when I was there. It was like being in New York and London, to be honest. The only reason I stayed there was because in accordance to my earlier tip, hotel rooms are also widely available on point. So sometimes I stay at the Intercontinental. There's an amazing view of the city and the park across the road. But if you don't have the membership, I can only recommend the nice boutique hotels in Roma or La Condesa. The next morning, go visit Castillo Chapultepec. It's kind of a hidden gem that most people don't visit, but the grounds are stunning. You can go inside the cast castle and take amazing Instagram-like picture. Non-Instagram-like picture of the place uh, will be on the blog post of this episode. And then took a taco tour with Avidan at Taco Mensch. His Instagram handle is on the show notes. He organized like a three-hour food tour that takes you to the best taco spot in town. You will test an array of tacos from different regions of Mexico. So please go there hungry. I will not spoil it, but it's definitely one not to miss. In the afternoon, go walk around Coyacan. It's a neighborhood where the Frida Kahlo Museum is located. The nice blue house of Frida Kahlo. And definitely a museum too that I recommend because you can see all our paintings. You will see all our art there and the history of a life around Mexico City. And there's a beautiful house to, to visit. And when comes the night, if you want to splurge, try to score a table at Puyol, one of the top restaurants in the world. Or save a bit of money and go to Rosetta, Massimo Bistro. So now you know my top three restaurants in Mexico City. If you want a nightcap and listen to some jazz music, there's a bar hidden behind a pizza joint called Parker and Lennox. 
And away you go. Don't stay too late though, because the next morning you are going to get a one hour and a half flight to, from Mexico City to Chetumal. Once you get to Chetumal, rent a car. It's a two hour drive to Bacala. You have to do one way car rental because you are going to keep it all the way until Cancun. Maybe more on that later, actually. Okay. Next you spend. Two, three days in Bacala, depending on how long you stayed in Mexico City. So in Bacala, where to stay? For the people already been to Mexico, I would say you can splurge and stay at Habitas. But it's a bit more remote. It's not really in the center of Bacala. So I will only advise Habitas to those who have already been to Bacala. Because for first time, I always like to stay in the middle of the action. I will definitely go spend an afternoon at Habitas because it's absolutely amazing. They greet you at the entrance with this golf cart. And then you are driven to the shore of the lake where the restaurant is. It's totally recommended to come hungry, bring your swimwear and stay until sunset. So option two, 100% stay at Hotel Macaba, an eco boutique hotel with great atmosphere. Is centrally located and it's of great indigenous Mayan inspired farm to table food. And also it's literally a two minute walk from the Laguna. You just need to cross the road. There's a beautiful pool in the hotel with swing bed, net bed on the balcony of, above the pool that you can stay in this hammock. If you have vertigo, I will not recommend. <laughs> They also have like a three meter dive plunge pool for the brave. Or you can also just chill and enjoy their delicious cocktail. So what to do in Bacala? Beautiful sunrise on the lake. You can do some paddle boarding, sunrise yoga, rent kayak. Most hotels will be offering these services. First thing to do is go to Cenote Azul. The Cenote is a natural pool or a cave filled with clear and cool water. It's filled with rainwater, actually. These holes in the ground have apparently been created by rites falling from the sky, well, obviously, <laughs> as the legend says. And they are seen as sacred by the Mayan. So it's definitely a good experience to go swim in a cenote. Archaeologists have discovered jade, pottery, gold, incense at the bottom of this sacred cenote, and also some human remains sometimes. No, not to scare you. It's fine. It's safe. So cenote azul is a big, warm blue lake. This is one of the biggest and deepest one in Quintana Roo. So you should go and see it. Get there early though, because preferably first thing in the morning, because otherwise, it's just too crowded. Or go for sunset before... No, actually close at 4 p.m. So you can't really go there for sunset. But go there, enjoy your swim, have a drink. But don't eat there. There's much better places. After that, go up to Fort San Felipe and learn a bit about the history of the place. This fort was built to fight against the pirates who were coming to ransack the houses during the Spanish era. Apparently, they were of French and Dutch origin. <laughs> now it's a museum where you can see painting telling you the story of the place. Then in the afternoon, go take a boat tour. It's insanely gorgeous to boat around and see the water changing color. Actually, it's called the Laguna of Seven Colors. And when you're on the boat, you can see it. the coloring, the color is changing depending of on which part of the lake you are at. The water is protected as well because there's some place where you can't swim because it's surrounded by estramatolitos. So these are living rocks, which is like a coral, and it produces oxygen for the earth. It's absolutely forbidden to touch them. And that's why you cannot swim everywhere. 
if you want to see them close, these estramatolitos, <laughs> you can go relax at a beach called Los Cocalitos. It's a great spot to chill and, or you can rent a guide and take the tour of Los Rapidos, which is another place to be close to the rock and it's a floating river when you can float downstream. It's an amazing experience, but please don't touch the side of, obviously, the river. So if you're not a good swimmer, maybe give it a pass. Where to eat? There's a lot of places, but I recommend a place called Caipes. They have fresh fish. It's set right on the water. It's a perfect spot for sunset. You can have some aguachile, which is a Mexican version of ceviche. But this is made exclusively with shrimp. We've added conquer for freshness and super spicy. Or you can go for the fish tacos. They have so many variations and it's super delicious. I usually don't like to eat in the hotel I'm staying at, but this hotel I recommend, Macaba, is actually a dining destination because they are known for local farm-to-table cuisine and even the breakfast was completely insane, like best food I had in Mexico. Another proper local breakfast place is called El Socio. If you're hungry and then you want to try very healthy Mexican food, you should go there, get there hungry. It's in downtown Bacala as well, so you can walk around, do a bit of shopping before you are headed to Tulum. So I haven't mentioned where to drink because you will do all that in Tulum because Bacala is more for relaxing. There are a few places you can go drink downtown or there's also a place called the Yak. Lake House. It's beautiful and you have great music, but it's a bit of a young crowd. If you are in your 20, between 19 and 26, good place for you. But other than that, it's not really my vibe. I was just doing sunset spot and staying there until about midnight. So I've recommended a few more spots into the blog post. So once you're done with Bacala, drive to Tulum, where you'll stay until about day 10. So there's no specific itinerary here because you can do whatever you want. But I'll give a few recommendations. The first tip is to keep your car. It'll be more economical long term than taking taxis everywhere. Taxis in Tulum, no comment. Anyway, <laughs> there are specific places you you can park for about $10 for the afternoon or something. And then you can walk around. It's super beautiful to walk up and down the beach. And you can rent bicycles, scooters, however, at your own risk. I will just keep my I just love driving my car. I'm not in a rush. I have time, so I don't mind being stuck in traffic. So where to stay? Option one at the beach, if you can afford it. There are plenty of options and some can be reasonably priced in low short slash short season. But it's important to know that you can find a good deal on the beach to then find yourself staying in a hotel, which is right next to a beach club, blasting music until very late at night. Although there's a rumor that venues on the beach side will be closing around midnight in low season to reduce noise pollution and keep Tulum magical, which, so low season is probably a good time to go, but I'm not sure if that's been confirmed. But that was the rumor lately. Otherwise, to stay on the safe and safe, I mean like safe to sleep, I will uh, go to the following place for guaranteed quietness, Habitas, which is like the first hotel on the beach road. From this point, uh, from Habitas up to Posada Margarita, it's pretty good in terms of noise. I will avoid the middle part and again, start looking again from a hotel called Sanara. And from there onward, there's other places such as Panamera, the Ceiba, La Valise, Nomade, Bitulum. Bitulum is a very nice hotel and Nomade as well, actually. But 
if you want to splurge. <laughs> on the other side, not on the beach side, but on the jungle side, there's a couple of hotels that are quite reasonably priced just because they're not on the beach, but they are connected to the beach club as sister hotel, so it doesn't make any difference. There are Radu and Casa Coyote. What I love about those hotels as well is the best side to see the sunset because Tulum Beach is for sunrise. But admittedly, is waking up right on the beach for sunrise is also something else. So depends what you like. But if you want to see the sunrise, you wake up early, you cross the road and it's there. So Second option, you can say in area called Aldea Zama. Then you can save some money for food. <laughs> it is uh, very accessible from town and the beach because it's right in the middle. This is where you'll find most of Airbnb accommodation and some boutique hotels. And there are plenty of food places there, including actually one of the best Japanese in Tulum, Kokoro is called. When I stayed in Tulum for a few months, this is where I stayed. And I find most of the community was living there as well. Mexicans as well as foreigners. It's a cute little place, Aldeazama. Very special. Uh, option three, you can say in central, if you are on a budget. But there are also some hotels, which is are pretty much the same price as on the beach. And in high season, I wouldn't say there's a place that's cheaper than the other one. Of course, the beach side is extremely expensive during the high season. But all the time, this is where you can really see the difference. Some people will say that it's far, that... Staying downtown is far, but this is really relative, far from where. I mean, you're on holiday, where are you going? It's literally a 30-minute drive to the beach at mass. And then there's different places you can go on the beach. You don't need to drive all the way down. So really save your money and stay in town because you can easily be staying on the beach road and it will also take you 30 minutes to go to certain places on the same road. You'll find most affordable accommodation here in town. You can experience the local life and the great authentic food. So if you need to save money for food and drinks, then stay in town. There's a cool hotel there called Downtown Tulum that has recently opened. Another place I will also recommend is called Coco Hacienda. Great place to stay in town. Next topic is on what to do. For the first time, definitely book a morning to go and see Chichen Itza, which is a pyramid, which is one of the wonders of the world. There's also other runes to visit, such as Koba. It's another nice rune, and you can then visit Koba in the morning and spend the afternoon at Koki Koki, which is a beautiful hotel just right outside of Tulum. And there's also there the museum, famous museum called Sferic. is like this crazy talented Argentinian architect who is uh, the owner of Azulik. Quite an experience. I won't spoil it. I would just say, take a drive and go see the museum. Another activity is to swim in the cenotes. There are a couple of them right on the beach road in Tulum, or maybe 20 minute drive outside of Tulum. A very magical and unique experience, as I said before. The rest of the time, just relax by the beach, do some shopping if you want. You are there to have fun, so don't skimp on beach clubs. Some charge an entry fee, but the majority of places let you in the restaurant for free anyway. If you want to use a bed, of course, you have to pay for consumption. But the consumption is included in the bed price. Not like in Europe, where you pay for the bed, 50 euros for the bed, and as a separate fee for food and drinks. So here, is, everything is combined, so it's not too bad. You will be spending that money quite fast anyway. So <laughs> On the north part of the beach, I recommend Ical. This is a very cool spot on the west side of Tulum called the public side, where you find most locals like to go there. At the start of the west side, called the private side, you have Habitat, Rock Hotel, middle of the beach road, you can go to Delek, and further 
further down, Panamera, Nomade, especially around sunset time. These are dope places to be. In the evening, Papaya Playa usually throws super nice party. You can also go during the day. I mean, very nice. During the season, these places are usually not easily accessible. But if you are planning to go, drop me a note and I'll provide you with the right contact. Best place to eat. So I will only talk about my top three for, and the rest will be listed on the blog post. Otherwise, we'll be here until tomorrow. My all-time favorite is Arca. It's a restaurant on the jungle side that specializes in local flavor. With the cooking technique, is pretty much everything is on, cooked in op- open fire. So it's creating a very captivating menu with a bunch of flavor. My favorite dish is the scallop, followed by the prawn swimming in this tomatillo juice with sweet potatoes. The same concept applies to cocktail. Do not miss on the mezcal base one. It's made with variety of local ingredients. It's just a very delicious cocktail. They have a sister restaurant called Attila. And here the concept is brass-free type cuisine with a Mexican touch. The wood fire coconut flatbread and the steamed clams. Oh my God, just to die for. Another one that I love. It's called Casa Jaguar. It's an institution in Tulum. It's a very beautiful decor. They have great cocktails and amazing filling dishes. My favorite here is the slow-cooked pork rib and the saute octopus. Wash it out with some mezcal negroni. It makes up for like the perfect dinner. The first day is the night to go to Casa Jaguar because at the back garden they have a DJ playing some tunes and it's good to end the night with a nice drink there. The next one is Posada Margarita. It's a very chill Italian joint that I love going for lunch. It has all the classic. Italian food is one of my favorite anyway, so super good there. It's perfect for lunch. It's right at the beach. The beach is like always so pretty here. And bring cash. They don't, they don't take cards here. There are places I would not recommend because they are overhyped, but I don't want to start naming places because each to their own and Tulum is very inclusive. There's places for everyone and for all tests. But if you want to know what they are, we are, we can totally have a private conversation about it. Day 10. You know, it's time to leave Tulum and go to Olbosch. Olbosch. It's an island that is set at the tip of the Yucatan Peninsula. It's a couple of hour drive from Cancun Airport. It's a thousand times more serene, to say the least. It was refreshing to actually discover how untouched and remote the island it still is, even up to now. People know about it, but it's still, it's not crazy, you know. The only way to visit the island is by ferry, and once you're there, everyone travels with bicycle or golf buggies because cars are prohibited in the island. So how to get there? First option, you drive from Tulum to Cancun Airport where you can drop the car and take a shot on the old bush. And I gave the website on how to organize it in the show notes. Second option, you can drive to Chiquila, which is a small town where you, sh- you catch the ferry to go to Olbosch. So you can drive to sh- from Tulum to Chiquila. It takes about three hours because there's now like a shortcut that you can take. The only thing is that you'll have to pay to park the car in Chiquila for a few days and then get it back when you come back from the island. But the only risk you're running into is not finding a space. If it's a busy period, you either won't find a space to park or it'll be extremely expensive. Option three, you can do a one-way rental from Bacala to Tulum. And from there, you can hire a taxi driver that will take you to Olbosch. 
recommended to arrive to Olbosch before 4 p.m., preferably 3 p.m. And then you stay there for four or five days. There's plenty of time. Once you're in the island, it's also super easy to book transportation back to Cancun. Cancun Airport, actually, you, there's a lot of international flight there, so you don't even need to go back to Mexico City. The beaches in Olbosch are wild. The road are cut and paved, so it makes it like very laid back vibe. Even shoes are optional. <laughs> Another fascinating thing about the island is that its walls and buildings are covered in graffiti murals designed by local upcoming artists. This, along with the beautiful color of the houses, gives a really like colorful backdrop to the white sanded beach, the coconut trees and the blue sky. So it's very beautiful there. There are many trendy, no frills hotels, but I recommend staying at Casa Las Tortugas. The location is very convenient. It's close to the town center and right on the beach, obviously. It's also central on the beach because the beach has two extremes, cocoa and mosquito. Mosquito is for sunrise and cocoa is for sunset. You reach the lobby by walking over the pool and this wooden bridge. The poolside is surrounded by trees and local art pieces. Actually, my favorite piece is the original bathroom curtain, which are representing Frida Kahlo. Uh, the hotel has a restaurant and a beach club called Mandarina, which is perfect for lazy afternoon, sipping mezcal, eating fresh ceviche. The restaurant is also uh, well known for their breakfast. Everyone can go. You don't need to be a guest to try the very famous breakfast there. The other thing that this hotel has is like they have a second building, which houses another restaurant. One of my favorite actually in Olbosch is called Luma. The space is built around two containers and the bazaar is then like a concept store and Luma is a jungle inspired dining area with a bar and an open kitchen. The concept store and art gallery the bazaar sells local and global designer items such as clothes, jewelry and unique gifts. I couldn't leave the store without a cocktail at Luma <laughs> and eventually came back the next evening for dinner. The menu is Spanish inspired tapas dishes with a touch of Mexican and Argentine an influence. The croquettes were to die for. We had also two, two sharing boards called Mar y Tierra. One is with a selection of fish and the other one is with meat. So this is the best way to experience it all. The cocktail menu has been curated by one of the best local bartenders. It was like school in Mexico City. He reinvents all the classic with all bush twist. I strongly recommend, uh, but this time you're probably bored of mezcal, but no, mezcal is never boring. Also recommend spending an afternoon at the Sky Bar at Villas Palapas del Mar. Not just for the tasty cocktails, but the food is nice and it's a beautiful venue. Especially, it's a good spot to watch the sunset. There's also another lively spot called Alma Bar. It has a pool built in with hammock overlooking the ocean and there's a DJ playing great music. My favorite venue for a late lunch was at the really laid back and slow food beach restaurant called Races. Serve like fresh fish and seafood dishes. Have a great amount of bird flying around waiting for the fish bone to be thrown at them. Natural way of recycling, I would say. <laughs> it was quite humbling, like, you know, to watch the sunset and look at those birds flying around so, so close to the shore. Like natural beauty at its finest. Evening in Olbosch are quite atmospheric. Live music is played pretty much everywhere, including on the beach. For those of you who have the stamina, I will head to the hot corner. <laughs> it's the most happening place on the island and stayed open until the wee hours of the morning. 
Whereas I, I always go to Olbosch for a chance to relax and recharge. It's worth noting that there are a few excursions that are on offer, such as swimming with whale shark, fishing. If you love kitesurfing, this is a great spot for that, actually. So for those who are interested, it is definitely worth asking around. So that's it. Thanks for listening. And we're going to end this podcast as usual with an inspirational quote. So this one comes from Frida Kahlo, obviously. Nothing is absolute. Everything changes. Everything moves. Everything revolves. Everything flies and goes away. Thanks for listening and live inspired. Thank you.